Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today, I'm mailing it in because tomorrow I'm going on vacation. So you're going to get a super short intro. Here it is. Jeff Langlois, talking mass timber, really smart dude. Listen up and enjoy the show. Since you've come out of school, it's really been a lot of existing buildings, uh, redesign, reuse, um, do assessments to see, like on the old factory buildings. It's really much sure. more of kind of working with what was in place, dealing with wood piles. Um, we're starting to see a change, with, which you're kind of well aware of, um, with the concept of mass timber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wood's um, getting sexy all of a sudden. I, it's, I know. It's uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think you you feel like you've been doing it a while. Imagine being like Peggy and Alex from right. Mass, who've been doing it thirty plus years, yeah. and now it's having its moment. They must be like, <laughs> I've yeah. Been... <laughs> no, it's great. It's good to see all this come to fruition. And um... so. Now, I've talked about it pretty extensively on the podcast, but for folks that might be just for the first time listening, could you just give people just um, conceptually, what's what's mass timber when someone sure. says so, that? Sure, um, so mass timber is a, a construction typology, I'd say most um, appropriately characterized as, as large, solid, composite timber members, um, prefabricated, in a manner that when they show up on site, they go together very quickly. Um, and there's very little site waste or cutting um, to accommodate the geometry of the, of the architecture. So I'd say the, the, the flagship of this current mass timber um, movement are, are, are planks that are fabricated similar to glue lamb beams, which we're familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, even in the 50s and 60s, we started running out of big trees, or it just wasn't economic to, to ship, um, you know, giant old growth trees around. So they started gluing up smaller pieces to make big members. And mm-hmm. um, mass timber is kind of an extension of that. Um, it's came out of Austria and Germany and, and Switzerland, where they actually started gluing together planks, floor planks, to to compete with with concrete, with precast concrete, and those. Decks can be, you know, imagine like um, laying up pieces of lumber like you do plywood with the, with the grain in direction of the layers in opposite yep. directions. And so you're going to have um, typically three to seven plies of layers of, of sawn lumber um, pressed, glued and pressed into a mat that you now have a solid floor plank that's, you know, I'd say the stereotypical one is eight feet wide and and 40 feet long um, and those show up on site ready to go and it's interesting because fire is a big part of um, the concerns concerns and, and design criteria for for timber because wood's a combustible material mm. so we've kind of taken a page from our old slow burning mill construction right where we have heavy timber beams and solid decking but there's no concealed spaces, right? There's no cavities between floor joists. There's no wall cavities. Everything's solid and and stacked in a manner that it's going to burn. If it does catch on fire, it's going to burn slowly and predictably. And so the mass timber movement is kind of, um, you know, we're recognizing the sustainability 
benefits of using a renewable material that we have so much of in the in the North America that mm-hmm. doesn't get used. It's really um, interesting that Austria has, has capitalized on this so so well because they're a small landlocked country, but they just they're on top of their forestry game in mm-hmm. a big way, and they they're able to not only provide timber for their own population, but they're shipping it all over the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen two by fours at that Sterrett Lumber in Watertown from Austria wow. you know, and it's beautiful material hmm. but you think like 18% of the world's forest is, is here in North America and yet we're a little well, bit behind that. For, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're late to the party with the whole um, forestry practice and mass timber movement hmm. so so is it fair so mass timber and I'm going to give I'll try and paraphrase it is um, the umbrella term for the use of engineered so therefore predictable usually large piece lumber right right so everything falls under that like from you know like you say glue lambs or lvls they would all technically fall under that umbrella of mass timber but the more popular is going to be the you'll also hear it kind of confused they'll just say someone will just say clt Right. It's cross-laminated timber, and right. that is just the thing that you were talking about, which is um, dimensional lumber laid perpendicular for each layer and creating a super strong product that is very massive, much more predictable in fire. Um, similar to, for folks that are listening and trying to think what this would be, think of like precast concrete planks, Sure. but they're out of wood. Yep. Right? So um, now you start having... Um, the predictability that you need with a slow burn for good fire response, right? Good, holds up well under fire. Yep. Um, handles loads from a structural standpoint pretty well. And what's the, what's the um, from a structural standpoint, what's the advantages and disadvantages of going with mass timber. So in mass timber, if you want full mass timber, you could have the floors wood, basically giant columns made out of wood, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then even the exterior can be wood panels, pre-designed, right? So you uh, really you, less so, less um, so because of the fire code. The exterior mm-hmm. is a, a is a it's tough to do at any anything um, tall or, or even mid-rise. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, yeah, you, the, the advantage um, is that it's it's for one, it's lighter, right? Mm-hmm. Wood has a high specific strength, so its strength and stiffness relative to its weight um, is is really high. So you're you're offsetting that that um, that weight you would get from concrete. Right? Concrete weighs about 145 pounds a cubic foot. Wood weighs about 35. So there's a factor of four there mm-hmm. just in weight. So you're gonna have um, you know your columns can be smaller. Your your, your vertical members that support the planks um, could be smaller. Your your lateral system against earthquakes can be less. Real, doesn't have to be as aggressive because your seismic mass is less. Um, there's a lot of advantages to the pre prefabrication aspect of it. I alluded to earlier, like we have amazing BIM software now. We have um, CNC machines where we can cut these planks into shape so that they show up in the field and it's 
it's uh it goes up really fast that's mm-hmm. the other advantage right is the is how quick once it gets to the site it's really guys with screw guns um probably a crew of five is a typical clt you know what i call a european clt building where mm-hmm. they use both the um the walls the vertical load elements and the horizontal the floor decks and roof decks are all clt Hmm. or some other mass mass timber panel, um, yeah. which we should mention the other ones too, because I did kind of favor CLT there, yep. which is like the flagship. Right. Um, and that's memory. like, what, like nail lam- nail laminated? Sure, yeah, there's, na- there's nail laminated, dowel laminated, where um, you don't have the the benefit um, for dimensional stability that you get from CLT when you're, you're doing that orthogonal arrangement mm-hmm. between layers, but it's certainly, um, you get a better fire rating out of a, out of a, an LT or a DLT panel because you don't have the, the delamination risk, right? Yeah, because um, for folks that are listening, the nail laminated is going to be on edge. On edge, right. Yes, so, it's going to look almost more like a butcher block when you're looking down on it. That's a great analogy, yep. You know. Um, okay, so from a structural standpoint, it performs well. It's lighter, which is a big benefit the, in just to connect the dots for folks, which means you need a smaller foundation. You right? can if you have, yeah, it, Sure, you can see there's some foundation savings for sure, mm-hmm. especially if you have poor soils, right? Okay, so if someone's considering this out of the ground, what's really the, you know, what's the pitch, I guess? What would you say to someone that's considering um, building with mass timber? Like, what would your, what would your um, you know, advice to them to be? Like, pros, cons, say, hey, sure. if you're, you have, here's kind of the sweet spot for it, yeah here's the upside i mean the, a big one is you know the like you said the number of people it takes to erect a structure yeah you're talking five six maybe eight people tops you've got a crane operator and a few carpenters right right and that's and, it yeah i mean it's the the beauty of it is, is to me is how fast it goes up i mean just from you know looking at um the elevator shafts we did at UMass, right? There was, these were 60 foot tall, um, four story shafts, and they came out in basically what were four planks and went up in in two days. And it was just, I, I got to be there on the day where they were putting um, the fourth the fourth wall in for the shaft, and it mm-hmm. was just as I described. It was I think two guys and a crane operator, um, and all it was was batteries and screws, and nice and quiet. You know, there's no there's no concrete trucks come in. There's there's no false work to support the the, the walls that yeah, you're pouring into. And, yeah. I mean, it just that to me was was what sold me on the whole movement and that level of the digital fabrication element you get as an engineer, where you know, like, okay, the sh- it went in the shop like this, it's going to show up on the site just how I want it, and it's going to fit together. That consistency. Um, that consistency, right. right? But then, so my pitch, like, that's that's the beauty of it but the the fact is that it's going to be tough to compete um in most kind of what four to five story um applications because there's a there's a cost there's a premium associated with the product right now Mm. um so i would say if i'm trying to talk someone into using mass timber um certainly the the renewability aspect of it the sustainability thing you're you're supporting hopefully you're getting it locally that's become more of an issue lately because of the supply chain um, because it is such a, a hot building product right now 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of it out there. Yeah. Um, readily available to your, like, hey, let's start next month. You know, no, procurement takes a little time. Yeah, um, and it's coming a long distance typically. Yeah. Like a lot of it's At coming from Canada. Is, yeah, a lot of it's, you know, there's only um, in eastern North America, it's, it's coming strictly out of Canada. We don't have a mill up here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three or four in, in western Canada, I think two two in the States. Um, but they're, they're starting to pop up. It's it's not cheap to, to put together a seal or a mass timber mill, by the way. That's, that's one of the hang-ups. And the market's still very immature. Um, yeah. So it's a right now we're at a point where it's just a supply and demand thing, right? Which is there's people that want to build with it, but the yeah. supply is tough, and there's but there's not enough to get people to ramp up. Right, the, the, supply the price point so. isn't there yet. Exactly. So it's you know we need some more Oliver buildings to showcase how nice yeah. it is, and it's not. There's a whole other aspect of it that i'm less comfortable talking about but it's mm-hmm. more like the the buzzword you hear or biophilia yeah. and and wellness inside the space right absolutely um, i mean if i've done some research in the past so i'm gonna be off but you see that in europe there's some schools that intentionally build the products where if there's kids that have you know um emotional issues and things like that that they're working through they're trying to put them in spaces with more natural products because it calms them down, and sure. I think the the term, and I couldn't say it in Japanese, but um, the what they refer to it as forest bathing. Mm-hmm. I said, where you just go out in the woods as a stress stress reduction measure, and there's science behind it. You look at it, you look at like like blood pressure, heart rate, all, all these things go way down when you go around natural products. So right. there's there's science there. It's not just. I mean, I'm yeah. very hypersensitive of the woo woo yeah, yeah, of this, right? right? Like, okay, I'm going to be near Mother Earth and I'm going to feel better and stuff. Like, hey, it works. But I'm, I'm coming out of hikes before feeling way better. I mean, it's however you want to call it, but yeah. there's certainly a benefit there. And, you know, look at when we go to vacation in New Englanders, right? We go to Maine, we go to New Hampshire for the weekend. We're in a, we're in a cabin somewhere. It's almost always wood panel, right? Inside. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's relaxing. And, and it also, you know, I think you and I probably about the same age, mm-hmm. middle school in the 80s and 90s, we all sat in buildings with drop ceilings and horrible fluorescent lighting and, yep. you know, the foam tray yep. ceilings. And it's just, it's very different than looking up and seeing, oh, wow, look at all that nice, you know, warm wood yeah, tones. And, yep. And no. a couple knots in there and it just, it's yeah. nice, you know. No, it absolutely is. I mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, I, <laughs> folks that listen to this show know my kind of secondary obsession is wellness yeah and there's like you look at the well building standard and fit well and all these other things that are coming on the market and uh guys like joe allen at harvard who are studying like the chemicals and building products and what they're doing and air changes and what that has to do with your productivity there's some really interesting double blind experiments like gold standard experiments that are showing that air changes matter you know natural sure. products matter all these things matter so there's something to be said for that and i i can't um i can't see a place where people don't start making decisions about where they go to work is not being just about company being about what building am i working in as well because yeah. 
no one wants to admit it, but all things being equal, like I'm going to talk in construction sense, probably same thing in engineering sense. We're all building the buildings the same. Yep. Right? No one has any secret sauce. There might be a little different culture from place to place, but at the end of the day, if you're a project manager or superintendent at a company, you're building the same way. Yes, there's um, professional development that might be better or a culture, and that will move the needle, but I also think moving forward, you can say, okay, I can be doing spreadsheets in a building that gives me access to nature products, food, air quality, filtered water. Um, I can do it there or I can do it in a building that has what you were describing, two by four fluorescent lights, acoustical yep. ceiling, carpet and um, office petitions that are off-gassing crap. And I can be like, all right, I'm going to go do it in that, in that yeah. nice building, right? Sure. And we're selfish, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's a huge component. So you say like, okay, what's the wellness you look at the sustainability. Um, you didn't word it this way before, but when when you were first talking about it, the fact that it um, they say like embodied carbon, so like it absorbs, right. it actually is a net reduction of carbon by using wood because it gets sequestered, right? Sure. So sustainability, wellness. You alluded to speed. Absolutely. Already. I think I think there's a there's a sweet spot for that speed. I mean, it's hard to, if you're doing. You know, a four-story or a five-on-one, six-on, or sorry, five-on-one or four-on-two podium building, if you call them. We have two stories of steel and concrete, whether for retail or parking, and then you build your um, your wood frame above that. It's good. It's really hard to compete with with stick-built construction. For one, right. it's already vetted to the code, so there's no there's no jumping through hoops for that. And mm-hmm. two, it's just if you're craning up floor trusses, it's almost as fast as. It's yeah. putting up the, the just the floor planks. Or just, I think, if you look at it from number of floors perspective, right? Sure. And say, okay, if you get do two and a quarter days better each floor, yeah. and it's a four-story building, you're like, okay, I saved nine days. Yeah. It's a 15-story building. Now you saved a month and a half or whatever, exactly. or whatever the right thing. That's Now it starts to it compounds. The bigger you go, that speed really kind of... Um, can add up right. and as the footprint gets bigger because if you should probably really think of percentage wise right rather than days wise sure if you have a small footprint but if you save you know 10% on a pretty small footprint doesn't really add up too much but you've got a big footprint multiple floors you start saving 10% of time that's real dollars in general conditions um, getting your money back um, when you start leasing Absolutely. or yeah, there's people in the door sooner get, paying leases paying rent um, yeah um, that can and i've seen you know examples of that done abroad um in, in london there was the uh the, the house building at murray grove that was one of the real first groundbreaking projects where mm-hmm. they did a nine-story building i think the frame went up in something like 11 weeks out of the ground i mean it's incredible it's yeah. think 26 unit building um and it almost went, people were shocked because, you know, they go on vacation, they come back and they're like, there's a high what's rise going there. on? You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no, uh, and, and there's no noise, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you can think of building, uh, you know, go, go down, last year going down the causeway for a Bruins game when you're putting up, you know, that those big steel bills. I mean, that's, that's a lot of work, a lot of trucks coming in. I mean, oh, yeah. mass timber can, can really shine in, in that 
you know, not in so much the signature um, architectural, but in these kind of repetitive floor plans, you know, housing, um, where you're just, you're doing walls and floors, and it's just, okay, floors two through seven are the same, and just go. And, and you can really yield some volume quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it, it's, it's that, that next level where you don't see a lot of in Massachusetts right now. Like I said, like six stories is a, is a pretty tall podium building. Here. Right. But when you start getting into the, the 10, 12 stories is really where Mass Timber can shine. Okay. Um, and, and you can realize that benefit of how fast it goes up. Okay. So 10 to 15 stories seems to be, would be a sweet spot. Repetable, re- repetable. Good yeah. Job, Jill. yeah. Repeatable floor patterns. Right. Right. That's job sites important too. Um, you know, two cranes is always better than one. So what's your access light? Um, you know, I gave a talk down in New York a couple of weeks ago to a bunch of architects at our, at our New York office and they're just tearing buildings down there, you know, there's the, because to try to build on top of 10 stories of old building, it's cheaper just to tear it down and go up 30. We're, we're not as footprint strapped mm-hmm. here in, in Boston as, <laughs> which um, is a shocking <laughs> thing, right? Cause we always feel like our sites are so tight, right. it's, but it's even, but I mean, down there it's, it's yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. And, and so explain how that makes sense. Why explain why they would have historically turned it down to, tore the building down but now with clt there's other options why is that no i wouldn't say there's other options i, I don't think clt is a, a fit for for that i think it's really um so i think we're getting off base a little bit i was alluding to kind of like really mature old cities right like mm-hmm. like manhattan or or london um yeah. where you you may have a, a little spot to go up um with, with new mm-hmm. and and that could work there, but opposed to, you know, you're not doing 20, 30 stories in, in, in timber yet. You yeah. Know? Okay. I was confusing that. I was thinking you were going down the path of, you know, I've heard and um, we're now seeing for the first time locally it's going to happen, which is where historically you have a four-story building, typical, you know, old city like Boston where you might have yeah. mid-rise stock. Yeah. And... The reality, if you put steel and concrete on top of that building, it's too heavy of a load. Going back to your point about how the the weight of the product, it's so heavy that you then need to go to the existing foundation and start using micro or mini piles or whatever to try and support that new load. Probably adding steel sure. up through the building to support it. Whereas if you go with mass timber, it's a much lighter load, and you could actually add three stories on top of four stories. Possibly, right. If you, had a, if you had a robust foundation in place, um, I mean, you're almost always struggling with that because mm-hmm. people generally don't over-design their foundations, um, especially in historic buildings. Yeah. But um, certainly you have a better shot with, with, with timber or, or wood than you do with um, traditional steel and concrete yeah. deck. And then we get into that factor of, okay, we're not ripping this building down just throwing it all in the landfill, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so we talk about sustainability, that's, yeah. and um, th- that's huge. Right. So selectively, maybe a good solution if you need to go up a couple stories, potentially. Sure. Um, or maybe it means that, okay, if we did steel, we could add another story to this as currently constituted. If we did mass timber, we could add three. Possibly. Right. You might be in right. that. Like, that's probably a good avenue for the product. Um, that 10 to 15 story 
repeatable footprint. Yeah. Repeatable. Jesus, Joe. <laughs> repeatable footprint. Um, where else do you think it makes it might make sense? Um, or I've seen it kind of used as a hybrid. Yeah. Where it's mixed with steel and or sure. concrete. I mean, I, I, you know, in my mind, and again, don't get me wrong, concrete's a great material. I love it. We need it. But you don't need it in every floor deck on in mid-rise construction, right? So I, in my mind, you, if you can, you know, go with a traditional steel frame, I've seen a couple of these um, here in Massachusetts and certainly out in, um, in the Northwest. There's a lot of them where they're just, okay, no, they have a high seismic zone. We don't want to pay the premium of, of trying to go in for variances and, and the, the time it takes to, to do an engineered wood frame, the vertical frame, the lateral and main gravity supporting system, but just use um, mass timber elements in the, in the floor and roof plates. That can save you on weight. And certainly um, there's the whole benefit of, like, like what you mentioned, um, the, the renewability and the carbon sequestration. And there's a real... Um, you know, it's a, we're heading towards um, some tough times. I think you mentioned that the, the landfills mm-hmm. running out of space, and uh, if you don't believe we're getting crowded, take a trip to, to Disney and and spend a, you know an hour in line with with thousand people you know going yep. on a ride. I mean, it's we're gonna have a real um, housing and, and building stock pinch in the next fifty years ahead of us, and mm-hmm. it's time to start thinking about using carbon neutral, even maybe carbon, carbon positive, right? The materials yeah. um, that don't off gas and, um, you know, their embodied energy and their pollutants footprints a lot, a lot more with other you know, non-wood materials. Mm. Yeah, and then you start to get into also, <coughs> um, if you to go along the line where you're going with just using components, whether it's, sure. okay, so rather than precast, concrete slabs we'll do clt Dex, panels right, right? sure L- lighter maybe there's some foundation benefit um flooring right because a lot of time this be- can be used as you put the concrete well you put the clt plank down and now you have your ceiling and your floor yeah not so much on the floor definitely the ceiling is a good plan then in fact when i give mass timber talks i always show it's usually to, to architects and i show them the underside of a steel um, beam frame with a metal deck, metal deck yep. fire sprayed and say how many times have you been commissioned to make this look nice right mm-hmm. and then everyone raises their hand and then the next slide is here's two glulam beams and a timber deck span across and I'm just like done we did it for you this time right structural yeah. engineers said I need this big of glulam beam I need a five ply plank done the underside mm. um, the, one of the challenges is when you mentioned the flooring is uh, acoustics and vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So almost always you're gonna have to have some kind of a, a floor covering um, up above to deal with, to get your acoustic rating. Because yep. although wood is, um, it's, a, it's a good insulator, it's um, it, achieving the impact isolation class rating with just C, uh, mass timber decks is, is challenging. Okay. Um, so you're almost always gonna need some kind of flooring with some kind of a, um, acoustically isolating mat or, or unfortunately in a lot of cases some kind of a cementitious overlay. Um, yeah, that's what they do at UMass, down. right? Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, and it's nice in that, you know, we're still just kind of getting out of the gate here with this. So um, walking on a floor like you do at, at the UMass building, 
you don't know you're on a timber in a timber building until you look up. Yeah. Right. You're yep. walking on there. It just feels like any other building. It's it's stiff as all get out. Um, it's it's very well sound isolated. But um, again, we you have the you look up. You see, oh, it's a timber frame. Hmm. Um, so, and and also appeasing fire, you know, concerned fire officials and other. When you have half of the the deck covered in, in concrete, yeah, um, or even just a couple layers of, of gypsum, whatever whatever it takes. Hmm. Um, again, you've 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 given it that more robust feeling because we we need that right now because there's a lot of skeptics out there. Right. No, for sure. And it was <coughs> interesting talking with when I was talking with Peggy and Alex. You know. Just walking into that building, yes, they have a section that has a lot of nice architectural elements to it. So taking that aside, but even just walking down the hallway where the offices are, how many times have you walked through an office space and been like, wow, like this is beautiful? Like, sure, yeah. It's just so much more enjoyable to to look at and be in and, you know, um, a tremendous value and if you can add in those elements and if it means concrete on the floor but you've got that ceiling up above uh that's you know uh, it seems to me we have to go there yeah or we're gonna get we're gonna get there i think we're gonna get there for the wellness reason for the speed reason um what else other than what you've already said is keeping us so you mentioned like supply chain is an issue mm-hmm. right um what else is kind of holding us holding us back I think you said the 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 intangible word, right? You said the tremendous value, right? And and there's nothing quantifiable right now in that value, and that's that's what's really hanging us up. You, you pitch a CLT or mass timber building to a developer, and they can't. There's no no there's no data out there that says well you're gonna you're gonna go in this much faster or you're gonna command this much more um, dollars per square foot on your tenants because it's because there's value in this product it's mm. the feeling and it's the uh geez i forget her name but i saw a great talk out in portland oregon um last month and her close out for her space she was an architect working for a developer and they've done some really creative spaces kind of um, similar to um the the umass building and she called it you know it's the, the forget the tyranny of the quantifiable there's no there's no bottom line there's no calculation you can do right now at this phase and where we're at in North America with mass timber Hmm. to convince people like this is this is the obvious answer you know you have to kind of have been around it a little bit like it sounds like you have Hmm. and and seen that value and and felt it even right it's not something that just um, is going to the slam dunk you know this is this is the way to go you have to be on board with the with the, the product and the concept and yeah. actual spend some time in the space and see the difference and I'd love to get data as, as more of these buildings are popping up in Seattle and Portland which are very much um, pro timber for obvious you know, reasons. local economic yeah. reasons um, but I think we're get- are, are they getting better value for their you know are there are condos in a in a mass timber building selling for more than the comparable you know, one down the street yeah, yeah. across the street right i don't know it, it seems like it would hmm. um if you have comparable locations and um yeah. just the and i think there's people out there who see value in um sustainability right in, in construction and to say hey i live in a i live in a carbon neutral building or i live in a passive house i mean that's that's coming 
to be more and more on people's minds, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and I think <coughs> we'll, we'll get there um, with the next code change. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll be the next code change, but so 2021, you're going to be allowed to build up to, depending, this, they, they're going to have a tiered system. I'm sure you know, but for people listening, there's going to be a tiered system. I think it's like like 8, 12, and 18 stories. But So the with the most fire rating, you can get up to 18 stories. No building code um, board of appeals needed, just as of right, up to 18 stories if you prescriptively follow what the code is asking for because um, just recently spoke to uh, Mike Procopio and um, they were interested in using it in a couple of locations but their problem was they were afraid of going to the state board of appeals for building code so you start adding in okay yeah sure. I can save three months going up but it's going to cost me eight months to go to the board of appeals it doesn't make sense right right so um I think there's going to be the few people that are really on front end early adopters, right? Mm -hmm. This next code change helps push those people that are in the middle. They're not super early adopters, but they're interested. That helps them get them over the, the hump. And then once they get there, supply chain has hopefully gotten better. And then you kind of hit critical mass where like, okay, if you're doing this type of a building, mass timber all day long. Yeah. Right? Sure. There's buildings like that now. Okay, hey, this that's a butler building. Right. You want to do this? Go <laughs> exactly. get a butler building. Yeah. You want to do that? Get a mass timber building. You want to build a single family home? You stick build it. Exactly. Right? Hey, you want to do essentially a bunker for something? Yeah. Go get ICF. Right. right? You know? Absolutely. Um, so I think we're going to get to a point where that falls in. I think Katera helps. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, but they're in the process of building. They're going to produce their own um clt yes so they've yep. got they're building out manufacturing yeah yep, capacity to start producing themselves because they're in the same position which is they can't get their hands on it they want to build sure. with it so they said we're going to do our own yeah um it's a nice nice leisure to have <laughs> yeah we're going to drop 50 million on a on a mill in yeah well, eastern when, washington let's go <laughs> they also raised almost a billion dollars already oh, yeah. from no, investors I'm which is super interested in, in yeah. that business platform it's really yeah. I mean, that's what you need, right? You yeah. need somebody like that as just says, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to turn yeah. the table over. We're doing this. None of you are on board. Like, yeah. good luck. You do you. We're going to just, we're yeah. going to change it. Well, we're just going to go. These tech guys, they were building out campuses and urban areas saying, God, this is so inefficient. I mean, and we've all been there. You know, I've been yeah. on projects where I absolutely hate the way we procure and, and build. It's, it can be very unproductive and, and wasteful we've all seen it um so they're they're really trying to wipe the slate clean and, and yeah. do the drink from the fire hose with the paradigm shift but i, I hope it pans out in some yeah. capacity I, you know listen it's it's this, no, this isn't me that first said it but this is like i forget who it was but they, he was saying like it's going to happen to every industry it's like Jeff Bezos decided to start with bookstores. So right. they were the first one. But it's eventually going to be everybody that technology is going to change us. Yeah. And, you know, bookstores, then cabs, then whatever else. But pretty soon it's going to be construction. Yeah. And for the people that aren't looking at that and saying, okay, we got to make sure we get in line here or we're just going to get 
run over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think th- th- there's going to be a problem. I think there's really going to be a problem. I think the um, tenant fit out or the rework folks can survive a little more, but new construction, when it starts becoming modular and it's it's going to be it's going to be a hard train to stop or get in front of Absolutely. and say no we're going to build the old way again i've said this one a bunch of times in the show but the guy from katera that was talking about when he was first understanding construction and he goes when you talk about building a building and designing it and coordinating it and buying deciding out where you're going to buy stuff from he goes and he was from the tech space he goes you know what i call that or we call that where i come from a prototype Prototype, right Right? (laughs) you do it we're doing it for the first time once and then then you streamline yeah Yeah. but we don't streamline you know yes now we're doing a little more of it we've got some prefabrication happening on the mechanical trades and some of the uh maybe some of the architectural trades but we're not there but i think this happens i think and i think mass timber plays a big a big role in it yeah um and hopefully guys like you can convince folks that because they're going to come to you and say okay well why you know and then you can do the apples to apples comparison and it starts to make sense because we have the supply now um but it, it seems inevitable with just sustainability wellness speed um this is becoming repetitive because i just the guy that i spoke to that's building uh uh, Procopio, mm-hmm. they were looking at it in, um, and now I forgot what I was just going to say because I was trying to say I'm repeating myself, but um, it's going to get to the point where it just it makes too much sense and that speed matters. That's what it, oh you know yeah. what it was forgive me um, we were looking at it from an insurance perspective. Okay. If you look at man hours on the job, and they do a calculation, yeah. right? The um, insurance companies, the, 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 yeah. what's the guys that crunch the numbers? The underwriters uh, or? Not the underwriters, the actuaries. actuaries. The actuaries look at yep. it and say, okay, for every so many man hours, this many people die. That's very cold, sure. right? But that's the reality. That's how they're pricing it. So if you would have a traditional job and there would be 100 man hours and you now do it 10, it's a lot less deaths. And now because you've built something in the factory, mm-hmm. Uh, where you have a controlled environment, much lower risks to somebody's health and safety, like that starts to make sense too. So you can say, okay, it sounds crazy and like I'm being bombastic, but I'm not. Like you could be saving people's lives. Sure. Right? You could be helping the environment. You can be creating a space that's a lot more enjoyable to live in and we'll do it faster. And if we get some supply, potentially cheaper. Right. And we're going to get supply. I mean, we have... A lot of trees in this country. There's a lot of forested land. I mean, mm. I think it might be the only resource we have more of than we need besides water, right? Mm. I mean, we and we're just not tapping it. I mean, and it's not doesn't have to just be the traditional um, softwood, you know, hot spots in the mm. northwest and the southeast. It, mm. it can be Massachusetts. You know, oh, yeah, Massachusetts, right? Why not? Mm. What about hardwoods that are just you know sitting dormant in in the Midwest? Mm. You know. How about all the people? I mean, because often I'll start giving a uh, sales pitch to somebody about mass timber and the sustainability of it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's better than concrete, except the fact you got to cut all the trees down. And that's yeah. bad for the environment. You know, what's the answer to that? To me, there's no cleaner um, paradigm for sustainability than 
forestry. I mean, I'm not a forester. I, mm. I've been around it enough that I, I, I'm not enough to be dangerous, but you cut one down, you replant it. I mean, I should say no, no cleaner paradigm than responsible forestry, right? There's mm. certainly clear cut. We had our heyday where, you know, and you can still see it. It still goes down on private lands and it's, it's not pretty, but, um, and, that, and that's kind of what this whole environmental basis is predicated on is, is responsible, sustainable forestry practice. Hmm. Um, but absolutely. I mean, I don't understand, you know, concrete production you know, leaves a big messy footprint behind in terms of carbon release and, and water use and energy and, mm-hmm. you know, and we need concrete. We're always going to need it, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't be burning up all of our, you know, <laughs> all of our needs. Yeah. Cast in place entire building out of concrete. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a place for that, and um, you know, do we want wood parking garages? I don't know. But, yeah. Right. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a time and place for for everything. Yeah. Um, but for now, I mean, if if, if you can't see the uh, the forest through the trees, and that stuff just grows back, it mm-hmm. happens, right? It's yeah. f- photosynthesis. Wow, it's amazing. It takes uh, carbon, carbon out, out of the, the air, air and gives us oxygen. Great. You know yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's keep doing it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, and it, we're gonna get there. It's just what's gonna come first, I guess. The 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 egg or the chicken in terms of um, developers creating the demand or um, someone going out on a on a whim without the demand and then starting to do the supply, like like Katera. Yeah. Right? So that's really um, that's the question. There's some risk involved, right? So yeah. Yeah, but I think that also the code thing really. Really yeah, helps. Yeah, we're, we're slow on that. I yeah. mean, yeah. It'll, I think that'll go a, a long way in moving the needle. So question I ask everybody at the end is over the next 12 to 24 months-ish, if yeah. you feel like it's five years and it's five years, this isn't this isn't math. Yeah. Um, what do you think we're going to see more of and what do you think we're going to see less of? And we don't have to even talk about mass timber. You mm-hmm. might say there's some software you think we what do you think from where you stand, maybe what clients are asking for, or just maybe trends you're seeing? Could be around housing, maybe type of construction. Yeah, well, I think we're, we're gonna have to start seeing more um, more multifamily housing in, in urban environments, right? And, well, I'd like to say that there'd be some public transport infrastructure that accompanies that, but right now it's it's just straight up you know, people are moving back to cities. It's, it's not a, you know, 50, 60 years ago, everyone left the city, moved to the suburbs, mm-hmm. they wanted a big space. But um, the, the younger generations, they, they really, they see the, the benefit and the wellness of not commuting mm-hmm. and, and being in town. So I think um, Mass Timber has a, has a shot at, at quenching that, that need for mm-hmm. higher density housing, um, in areas where that are already pretty well developed, but don't necessarily have you know a, a ton of space mm-hmm. um, to, to allow for big sprawling, you know, low rises. I think there's going to be you're going to see taller and um, and smaller in terms of like the spaces we we use. You know, so think there's always going to be people with five thousand square foot houses in the suburbs. There's always going to be that, but mm-hmm. that's that. I think that market's slowly Dying. slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. So smaller lots. I focus on housing a lot because that's kind of the most important um, mm-hmm. thing. Looking looking ahead, you know, my everyday practice. I'm not doing 
housing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a couple podium wood buildings, which which are fun, but mm-hmm. um, they would have been a lot funner if we got to use you know, prefabricated mass timber elements. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that we see more prefab too? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In everything. I mean, we're starting to see the, you know, the bathroom pods go up, right? Yep. And these, and, um, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, everything's done. You got fewer tradesmen using the, the lifts and, um, yeah. I think, I think BIM and, and all the advantages of that coordination effort that can go in ahead of time with that front end loaded, um, design is really going to speed up the way we build okay. and hopefully make it more efficient. But mm. there's some, mm. there's some growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, interesting. Sure. Like, if you look at it from the perspective of the need for additional housing, and you see the need being filled by taking advantage of these smaller lots that traditionally zoning would probably kind of preclude from putting anything there. But because from a political perspective, we realize we need more housing. Mm-hmm. So prior that would go to the zoning board of appeals and it would get shot down but now now they're like no we need the housing let's go so right small a lot now you're going higher right to make the numbers make sense so probably if i could pull the multiple things you said and stick them together it's kind of like more creative use of existing conditions to produce more housing yeah. I think that kind of is our future and using tying in the prefab to make that kind of make happen that more and efficient competitive yeah make yeah. It, you know and you know people aren't going to build if they're not making money so that's always the, the trade-off right you got yeah, for sure I mean hmm. so finding that that balance between um, you know, building volume access to amenities you know it's really urban planning that I think has to has to change, change a lot, you know? Yeah. That, that's, to me, a hang-up right now. I mean, I feel like there's... I've lived here for 15 years, and the traffic's worse than it's ever been. Yep. And we've got more people, um, as many, you know, condo buildings and mid-rises that go up. There's a lot of people that are getting priced out of Boston, so now they got to drive in to go to work. So it's almost, you know, um, the growth is great. I, you know, very proud of the city and the, the success it's seeing with... Um, all the different facets of society but man the the, the in and out is, is a grind and it's getting worse yeah. so the infrastructure needs to be needs to be pumped yeah. up to match that, that it's, demand it's funny you because t- you're talking about urban planning i think um katera actually has a really good podcast they stopped adding to it but it's worth listening to the existing it's called the future of cities uh-huh. and a lot of time they're talking to urban planners and how they're using like the internet of things to collect data and have smart cities and all that kind of stuff. It's an sure. interesting listen. Um, I bet you you'd enjoy it it's just per our multiple conversations, what you yeah. find interesting. Yeah. You know, and they bring on a lot like the CEO of WeWork and stuff like that. Like what we're thinking about, like right. using flexible space, adapter space and um, really interesting. A bus, there was a uh, electric bus company they had on there and it was wild. Um, they talked about um, how many miles per gallon do you think a traditional city bus gets? Ten. Um, it was either three or four <laughs> miles a gallon for a city bus. That's insane. Yeah, I Wow. Right? Yeah. So they have all those kind of people on talking sure. about like what's happening and, what, you know, um, it's great. You would, I think you would love listening to it. Yeah, future city. So, um, but all right, I'm... Um, 
screen's gone, but all right, we're almost at an hour and a half, so okay, we'll um, we'll call it. Uh, Jeff, this was great, um, especially. I don't know if everybody else appreciates. I really appreciate just like your analysis of going into an existing building. I think that's really oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think people have heard me talk a lot about mass timber, but that was really something kind of unique. So I appreciate you coming out. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome, this thanks, a good Jeff. Experience, thanks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.